it again. Praise the yeah, Lord. But, yeah, we're live now. So good. Yeah. If, yeah, so, I mean, that's just a wonderful testimony, just coming to know the Lord. And I think, you know, I was nine years old when I went to church and we used to ride a church bus and we learned all kind of um, scriptures on the bus and we would get prizes for knowing the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't live too far from the church now that um, I first got saved. But mm -hmm. I, as, as I said, I was nine years old and I they said, if you want to get saved, you can come to Christ any way that you are. He loves you just how you are. You don't have to do anything yeah. he just he comes and his arms are welcoming you in and so they said you have to have permission from your parents before yes. you can do it like so I, yeah I called home and I asked my dad if I could get saved and he said you are not getting saved I'm the only one that can save you and I just thought oh yeah. Okay, because it's not something that we talked about on my dad's side of the family. Yeah. On my mom's side of the family, my great grandmother, she was deep in church. I have several minister cousins and aunts and uncles yeah. and and you know, so it was two ways. And so I just thought to myself, I had to take a, a minute at nine years old. Yeah. And I I've told this story before, but I was like, Well, I want to give my life to Christ because he wants me. And he said, he's my father. He's yes. my heavenly wow. father. And I trust him. And so in secret, I got saved. Yes. And it was a long time. It was 10 years before I even told anybody that I was saved because mm -hmm. I, you know, but I, I did. And I was like, it doesn't matter. He says forsaking all others. Yeah. I had to come to Christ at that time. And again, I have fallen short and I've, I've lost my way and I've had a spiritual journey. But just having the love of Christ, because I've always had him in my spirit my whole yeah. life. And I knew I was connected. And so when my father, I didn't expect him to say no, you know. Yeah. And so at that point in time, I was just like, well, I'm going to be disobedient at this point because great I trust, I trust the Lord. Why you meant you were going to be obedient. <laughs> yeah, I was being disobedient to my earthly father, but I was being obedient to my heavenly Amen. father. Amen. And I think oftentimes we get it twisted. I think oftentimes we are more obedient yeah. to serving in the world than we are serving in Christ. And so yeah. once we understand what he has called us for and why he designed us and what our purpose is for, then it becomes easier to be submissive to him in that way. So what, as a as a young girl, what, what were your friends? Was everybody Christ followers or was it certain people? Like what was it like? growing up well, as a Christian? Well, the thing is, I've always been kind of a loner. <laughs> I still am mm -hmm. up until this day. I'm just kind of a loner. Um, a little bit separated from the pack, right? Um, mm -hmm. But as I said, this, this young lady that gave her life to the Lord, it was somebody that we went to school together. So I would see her and every evening there would be a fight and she would, I know, you know, she was going to be the one beating on someone, right? So we'd all be running <laughs> for the fight. But when she made the decision to serve the Lord, I went and I got the word in myself. But after that, I, your story and I is kind of similar in a way because you, you were trying to get your dad's approval and your dad is like, no, but you made that decision. Me, I made the decision and then I was hoping that my dad wouldn't beat the black <laughs> Skin, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really literally was just praying that I, I, I and then I, I had to get baptized and I remember they set up this whole it, it took a few months because they had baptism towards the end of the year or whatever before a convention and all that stuff and I was going to um, get baptized right so I made a decision to be baptized I didn't tell my dad I didn't tell my dad I accepted Christ I didn't tell him I was going to get baptized but my the, the baptism 
was going to be just below our house where we lived. But in my little brain, I'm not even thinking my daddy who doesn't go to church was going to show up, right? But the whole world, <laughs> my world, was there. My father was there. And, and I never forget when the preacher um, who was baptizing me, the, two, the one who preached me into the kingdom and the other gentleman who was a pastor there as well, they were both standing on both sides of me to baptize me. And the, one of them says, look around you. And he says, all these trees and these people have witnessed against you. And as he did the look around you part, I followed his fingers and it landed on my father. Oh, goodness. Like, oh, my God. You should, if you see the picture of me, when my face saw my dad, it was like I saw a ghost. I wanted to sink into the water and never rise again because I was thinking, I'm dead now. It's over. It's finished. I'm going to be dead. My father was just serious looking down at me like, watch until you get home, right? <laughs> but at this point, he, he can do nothing and I'm in the water. Anyways, they baptized me and I get out of the water and we went to church, had church, everything. And I'm going home with fear. I'm going to be beaten to death. But the difference is that when I got home and, I, and my father confronted me, it was with a different um, different than what I, what I expected. He looked at me, says, you talk about you go get baptized talk about you go get baptized. He says, let me ever see you in here one day talking about you not going to church. I'm going to bust the blind. <laughs> and I was like, Amen. In that moment, I was truly saved. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm I, like, okay. I was like, thank you, Jesus. But yes, I will follow you because I would not, I was not going to be beaten by my father for this. And I tell you, I was rain or shine. I was going to, I had to go to church. My father will be there watching to see. It doesn't matter the storm outside. Make me ever decide one day that I'm not going. He says, you made, he was a backslider. He was saved and, and gave up and turned back and never went back to church. But he says to me, let me ever see you one day talking about you're not going to church. You didn't ask, because I didn't ask his permission. So he made sure I stayed in church. And I yes. thought even when I came to Canada, I would be Everything. If a guy start, stepped up to talk to me, I start looking around. I thought my father was going to come out of nowhere and show up. I was fearful of him that I knew from that moment that I needed to go to church. But that, that constant going and in the word and hearing the word of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So yes. maybe he thought he was punishing me, but what he was doing was thrusting me deeper into the faith. Absolutely. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more I went to church, the more I hear God and the more the word becomes what? Life on the inside. Yes. Yes. Amen. And so Amen. after a while, I didn't need my father's fear to keep me going to church because I had what? What did I have now? The fear of the Lord. Of the Lord. So yes. Hallelujah. That the fear of the Lord is the big beginning of wisdom. So wisdom begin to develop within my spirit because I begin to develop fear for God, not an unholy fear, not a fearful, frightful fear, but a reverential fear of God mm -hmm. that I wanted him more than life itself. You understand? Amen. Spirit, I want God and I just want to share him. I want everybody to know about Jesus. He's the yes. My life. I like to say that he is literally the superstar of my life and I want everybody to know about him.
No, that's what you call Jesus, you know, Joy. And I don't think people understand what that looks like or what that feels like. But this is it right here. Because sometimes I just feel so on fire on the inside that I'm like, people think that I'm crazy. But I'm like, I just love the Lord so much that I think that I'm the only one that love him. And so to see the way that you just love him and are praising yes. him and talking about him, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the yeah, excitement yeah, that yeah. you're supposed to have. You know, I like to share this with you. It's funny because. Years later, after I got baptized, because I got saved at nine, I got baptized at 19. Mm -hmm. And so then my dad got sick and he was in the hospital. And at this point, I had gotten married and I have children. And, you know, I love the Lord and I wanted to just be an evangelist. But I didn't know at the time what evangelist was. I mm -hmm. thought just spreading the love of the Lord, being a servant, helping people, never mm -hmm. thinking that I was going to actually be called to preach the word of God because I'm just like, no, I thought I'd be a motivational speaker or something, but how much more motivating is it than to speak for the Lord? Amen. And so my dad was in the hospital and my friend, and it's so funny because you remind me of her and, and it's hilarious because we were at the hospital and my dad was hurting and he was in pain and I just laid my hands on him and I started praying and I'm like, you know, just rebuking these bad things and telling them to come out and, and I'm like, oh my goodness, my hands are on fire. I can just feel the heat and, you know, and he looked at me and he said, you get away from me, you evangelist. And it was funny. And so the doctors came in and they're like, what's going on? And my friend is like, it's okay. Nothing's wrong. There, it's okay. Just amen, it's fine. Amen. And but so he, I know, told he him. Just, he just called yes, me. Yes, he, he, he called me. He did. And he did that. And so me and my friend are leaving. And I'm like, well, what the heck is an evangelist? And so time went on, time went on. And my husband, he grew up in the Baptist church. And see, he, he went to church his whole life. He sang in the choir. You know, he was really connected to God. And when we met, we had this debate because he was like, well, you've got to go to church to mm -hmm. be in Christ. And I'm like, no, you don't have to go to church to be in Christ. Christ is in my heart. I'm mm -hmm. not going to church. I don't want to be a part of organized religion. And I tell people this all the time because yeah. I laugh at don't tell God what you're not going to do. But I'm yeah. like, you know, I just want to praise the Lord. And I just want to tell people about the goodness of him. And I don't need to be wrapped up and all of that you know that's not for me and he was like you don't understand it's about the fellowship it's about yeah. the body of Christ it's about coming together and being in I one accord and so you know we um when our daughter was little and we would send her to church, we send her to Sunday school because I feel like at a young age, you mm -hmm. need to be taught. And some of the things that I'm reading that I know about the Lord and the visions that he gave me, I'm like, I'll scare her to death <laughs> giving her this information. So yeah. she needs to learn it and grow into it. And so one day I asked the Sunday school teacher, I said, what can we do to help our daughter to grow in Christ? And she said, come to church with her. And from yeah. that moment forth, we started going to church as a family mm -hmm. and you know i just felt so connected and it's a connectional church it's ame church is connected and so it helped me to understand it wasn't about the religion yeah. it was about the lord and that yeah. how he connects his people and how he brings them together and so i will never forget this lady was um our our um elder at the time and she was um, preaching at our church. And so I'm like, OK, God, if you call me to do that, you'll have her call me out. And she didn't. My mom, though, rededicated herself to church that night. And I was like, OK, so maybe I'm not visualizing this right. And so I just kept it a secret. I just kept it a secret. And again, remember, my husband was raised in the Baptist church. And when we first started talking and I was like, I think I'm supposed to talk for the Lord. And he's like, well, I'm not going to be no first man. And I mean, it was just so crazy. <laughs> so when we first met, I told him, I'm like, 
you're going to be speaking for the Lord. I was like, you are, he is going to put a word inside of you. And he knew this already, but he denied it too. So we're both running around here in denial, doing everything that we're supposed to be doing. And so three years later, three years later, we have this Her Story event and I am um, was one of the speakers. Now it's all these great speakers that have these titles and these names and it's just little old me. I'm mm. one of the, my pastor asked me to be one of the speakers and plus I helped put it on. And I'm like, why would you have me speaking with all these people? I mean, I'm this isn't good. And then she gave me Junia of everybody that I'm like, seriously? Okay, mm. the Holy Spirit is really gonna have to take over on this because yeah. there was nothing. And so, I will never forget. It was like I was sitting in the pews watching someone mm-hmm. testifying before God, watching him at the cross and seeing everything that he went through. And mm-hmm. I'm telling this story that I've never even heard before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. that night, my husband usually works on those nights. And this night he was off and he got to come to this event. I didn't know he was back in the back. And so. The lady that was the elder three years before was now a bishop and she is in Haiti. And so she had came back here and she was preaching this night. She was our um, headliner that night. So when she starts, she starts looking out and she says, I'm about to call you out. She said, because, you know, that the Lord is waiting and he's saying that, that now. You don't yes, have yes. no more time. And yes. so at that point, I was like, oh, God, I got to do it tonight. I don't care what happens. So I start walking down and I look at her and I'm always trying to help God. And I look at her and I said, well, tell the men that they can come, too. And she's like, don't worry, he coming. <laughs> and I was like and I turned around and it was my husband walking down and he came up and he held my hand. And the word that she spoke over both of us was just like, oh, my goodness. It was like God himself telling us that. Yes, I know that you know what you're supposed to be doing. You just haven't been doing it and you don't have to deny your call. You don't have to be afraid of your gift and what people are going to say. Trust me. And at that point on, you know, we have been walking in the ministry ever since we'll be ordained actually next September. But I'm telling you, it is it was like a burden that released off of me when I was able to just be like, yay, you know, because this woman and I go, God, three years. But I'm like, he does everything in his own timing. But I just knew when he used this same woman because there was no way that I could ever imagine that that was going to happen. And I was just like, well, God, you did what I asked you to do. You didn't do it when I asked you to, but you were preparing me, you know. And so now it brings me to this platform because you know, with us being out of church, because here we have, we're not able to go to church and they want us to be distanced and all that. And so my whole thought was, I don't agree with that. I think we should be in the church. I think we should be praising like the day of Pentecost. We should be doing what the Lord told us and just do what he said, because we follow him and not what the world does. And so when he gave me this ideal to talk to people and allow Mm -hmm. them to give their testimonies or talk about their passions or talk about resources or things that can encourage other. When I came across you, when I came across you, I was like, God, I have got to talk to her. And, and, and I know when I reached out, when I reached out to you, you were like, now, wait a minute, what you want me to do? What? And I'm like, yes, you have to. And that's what everybody's like. Oh, I'm not a speaker. No, you might not be. But the word that God has put in you 
Hey, just open your mouth and let the Holy Spirit lead you. And so, you know, I just praise God for how he again connects us. So thank you for the love that you have. I'm so grateful for this. And just what what touches my heart the most is just seeing how many people out there are actually because I didn't know. I didn't know. I was here in this place and I didn't have internet and um, I had uh, coronavirus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. Inside, yeah, I locked inside um, with corona. And uh, then I'm like, okay, whatever, waiting it off for it to pass and everything. Um, I wasn't really sick, <laughs> to be honest with you. I didn't even really, really realize I had it. I just happened, decided to go take a test because I work within the environment. And lo and behold, I had it. So I had no choice. I had to stop working and stay home. And then I was here, but I'm thinking I have no internet. It would be nice to have some connection. And then I finally, finally, um, most of the people were saying, no, they can't come because of the coronavirus, you know, and then I have the virus. So to set up my internet, finally, the Bell people, they came and they set it up. But um, but they stayed outside. <laughs> they did it from outside, right? So they came to set it up. And right as the internet was set up, the Lord just told me, um, and I didn't know, believe me, when I tell you, I did not know that there were such things as Christian groups out there that is doing yes. whatever. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I'm just like, ah. And then I said, the Lord just said, create a Facebook group and call it Jesus Lovers. Let's test you. I'm thinking that's a big old long name. Jesus lovers, let's testify for Jesus. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure out another way I could name it, but I was like, mm, that's it, right? So mm-hmm. I, got up, I got online and I was like, okay, how do you research? How do you create a group? Whatever. I did it and I created the group. And the Lord literally gave me the whole plan for what it is that he's expecting. Um, it's just a platform to glorify the name of Jesus. Yes. And it's not... I, no cost and I'm no money begging. And it's really just for people, period, from all across the world who mm-hmm. happen to say nice about Jesus or want to empower somebody to be able to come and put their information out there. I did not know that it really exists. So many people online that was doing yes. this. As I started inviting people and saying invite people, I'm surprised to see how many people that are sitting. At first it was just me because I'm like, God, is, where is this going? Because I feel like weird. I'm the only one sitting here doing a video every once in a while, a video thinking these people must be getting tired of me, right? But then mm-hmm. the started, other people start coming on and other people start coming on. And then you came on and different people come and churches are coming on. And I'm like, now any hours of the night I wake up, I can go on on there and there is like a word, you know? Yes. Program going on. Somebody be like, what are you doing up so early? I'm thinking, what are you doing up so early? Yes. <laughs> just because... We are hunger for God, right? But God, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, he, he's coming back, eh? Yes. Like, seriously, yes. let me just throw that in for a minute. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus is coming back. And a lot of people don't realize that this is actually eminent. Hmm. When we were younger, when I was younger, when I just came to Jesus, I used to hear that Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, for me, it was like yesterday. He's coming back yesterday. Yes. I would wake up in the middle of the night, my little 11, 12, 13 year old self, and I would be waking up in tears, crying out to God to save souls, mm-hmm. asking God to please not let people die and go to hell and to pray for different individuals. I would wake up and wonder if the rapture would come and God, please don't let me be left behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you go on, you start to get occupied with life, right? 
and you start to lose focus. And so this Jesus is coming back thing becomes like, okay, whatever, he's coming back. Yeah, we have to live life, whatever. But now I'm starting to get that same sensation in my spirit again. He is coming back. And there are days that I'd cry out, I said, Lord, even so come. Come, Lord Jesus, mm. because when you see what's going on in our world today, trust me, the Bible says that God says he has shortened the days because yes. very elect's sake. And we can see how the days are becoming shorter and shorter for the elect's sake, the elect of those of us who have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And he says, I don't want you guys to lose your way. I am short in the day. So I come before things get you um, to give up, before you fall by the wayside, before you mm -hmm. totally in the towel. I'm coming back soon. And I know that he's coming back soon. I don't know why I threw that in. Somebody need to hear that. That's okay. Because I, and I love that you said, threw that in because it, it helped me to realize that this whole connectional thing. Now we are from two different parts, but the thing is COVID is everywhere, right? Yeah, no yeah. matter who is running your country, who's running my country, yeah. COVID is in on continents and he it's everywhere it's so now think of how much our common denominator yes and huh? so think about how great our god is and how big he is he's everywhere he's yeah. over all things he creates yeah. all things and so no matter how it's looking in my country right now with everything that's going on Mm -hmm. COVID is still here. COVID and is still Jesus, there. And Jesus says, I want to be bigger than COVID in your life. Absolutely. But I what I feel about, like... I need you to talk about Jesus. Yes. I need you to talk about me more than you talk about your problems and more than you talk and about... And I believe that. And I believe that because I believe that he will do things to get your attention. Mm -hmm. And so now he had to shut the whole world down. He didn't yeah. just shut my country down. The whole world, nobody is moving. Everybody's quarantined. So that we nobody, can no human being can do that God in a secret place, feeling his presence, beholding his face. Almighty, oh yes, not shut yes. in, not worried so much about COVID, keeps us say shut in, right? But shut mm -hmm. in, how shut in with God? This but is that what brings us closer. Secret place, getting into that secret place with him. Let him become our covering. Let him become our life. Yes. You there's there's so many groups, like you said, these Christian groups. Right now, I've got a couple of friends on. One of them is from Canada. Another mm -hmm. one is from New York. And we all, three of us, you and these other two, we've all connected through these Christian groups online. Now, yeah. just think, if God wouldn't have taken us out of a place of comfortable um, comfortability yeah. and put us in a place that's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. You know, we've had to reach out. We've had to look at other ways. But the thing is, we've started surrounding ourselves. And I can say myself, I've surrounded myself even more with mm -hmm. more like minded people, because that, yeah. I, I say all the time, I need to be edified. I need to be poured into. I need to be around people that see him how yeah. I see him, because it's, it will wear you down sometimes when people don't understand the you know love of is, Christ. You know what is the best part of this? It's like my mind is becoming so much more focused on God. Mm. Every, every waking breath, every waking breath right now yes. is about him. Everything I ever move, I make everything I do. It's like, I'm thinking about God. So before you had all this other stuff that's taking up mm -hmm. room and renting space in your mind and in your consciousness, but now your mind 
becoming more focused in on God. Like, and, and so because he is coming back and only those whose minds are stayed on him yes. will be able to hear the sound. Mm. When that trumpet shall sound, if you're not, if you're somewhere off in La La Land, not even focusing on your God, you will not even hear it. You will mm -hmm. not hear it. But when you are focusing on God, you know, the Bible said that so that that, that day does not overtake you. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Glory to God. That day will not overtake us. Those of us whose minds are stayed on him, who are yes. focused in on him who are expecting his coming who are um anticipating good god almighty the coming of the lord ah uh, that we are not just kind larking as i would i like to say doing anything and not careful not being careful yes everything that he is coming again my good god almighty i tell you i thought i didn't know what i was going to talk about today i was like lord, i told you the holy spirit will lead you i don't know no. but the Lord, the Lord dropped something in my spirit. Um, and I was trying to make notes about it, you know, and say, oh, maybe we might talk about it. And it, we were, and then I saw your, your message that says, uh, relation, um, what was it you put fellowship, uh, relationship and fellowship with Jesus or something like that. Right. Faith and uh, fellowship. Huh? Faith and fellowship. Faith, Faith and fellowship. That's right. And I said, okay, well, that's kind of in line with what the Lord is, is um, directing me about. You know what the Lord brought into my consciousness? Um, uh, when was it? Uh, yesterday. About the, um, hold on. I don't know if you, you remember uh, in school, they talk about uh, Maslow's hierarchical knee. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So it, it brought out, uh, it brought that back to my mind. And then he literally just tried to, uh, just tell me that literally Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus, our Jesus that we love to talk about, he fulfills that hierarchy of needs. Yes. I don't know if you're here. Yeah, yes. he fulfills. I'm here. My, my phone screen just went dark. Yeah, I saw everything just froze for a moment. So he, Jesus yep. Christ, nope. our Jesus that we love so much, he fulfills the hierarchy of needs in each and every one yes. of our lives. I was like, okay, Lord, how? Because, you know, when I looked up Maslow's, I, it just came back. This is way back when in school we learned this thing, right? And all of a sudden that came to my mind. So I went and I Googled Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs. And it talks about the physiological need. It talks about the need for safety, for love and belonging, mm. for esteem, self-actualization, and stuff like that. And then I started to look at it and I'm like, okay, Lord, so where, where does this Jesus, where does Jesus fit into this? Get this, listen to the physical need where God takes care of our yes. physical need. And Lord began to show me over here. He says, um, He is the food, He's our food. Because the physical need is when you look at the at this, it talks about your food, your drink, air, rest. Right? Mm -hmm. Jesus is our food. He says, My body is bread indeed. Yes, there <laughs> we go. Is bread indeed. He's the living manna that came down from heaven. He is the bread of life. He is the living word. And I was at John 6 and verse 55 and 58. Okay. Then I said, okay, and how is he drink? And then he gave, he says, John 4, 14, right? John 4, 14. My blood is drink. Indeed. So you see the physical need, right? That's the very mm -hmm. first level of the hierarchy, right? That you need. Yes. Yes, says, I am the I am your drink. My blood is drink indeed. What he talks about him being that water, that well of water that if you drink from it, you will never ever thirst. Yes, thirst again. 
right? He is that wine that of the spirit that he says that we should not be drunk with wine in which is excess, but we should be what? Filled with the spirit. He's that wine of the spirit that will fill us up to capacity, right? So he's our drink. And then he goes on to talk. I, I start to look at the air. How is Jesus air for us? And he says, I'm the breath of life. Amen. He's, he's the one that breathed into man and man became a living soul back in Genesis. And then he is that um, breath in Ezekiel that he spoke when he told them, can these dry bone live? And, you know, he mm. breathed life back into the dry bone. So he's yes. the air. I am the very breath that you breathe, right? How are you rest then, Jesus? Oh, well, that's easy. Come on to me, all you that labor and are. <laughs> I will give you rest. Give <laughs> you rest, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 to 29. And I was like, okay, so that's the very first level, Jesus. Let's see if we can find you. <laughs> hierarchy, right? Yes. Talk about safety. Okay, fine. Let's jump over to Proverbs 18 and verse 10, where the Bible says that the name of the Lord, hallelujah, the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower and the righteous runs therein and are safe. He is our safety. Yes. Oh. Blessed mm. be the name of Jesus. So I begin to go further on up the ladder of the hierarchy of Maslow, who didn't know Jesus, but the hierarchy of need that he thinks that we, ne we need. And he says, we need love and we need belonging. And I said, okay, Lord Jesus, where are you on this ladder? And the Lord showed me that in Jeremiah 31, 3, he says that he says, I have loved you. <laughs> love. Come on. Yes. Son. I have loved you with an everlasting love. And in Ezekiel 16, 4, he talks about how we were in our mess. We were found, he found us polluted in our own blood. And he picked us up and he washed us off and he cut our navel's string and he covered us with the sweetest skirt. Amen. So that because so that we would be covered and our nakedness would not be exposed. Because he loved us so much. He says, I saw you that you were ready for love. And then I came to you. Somebody need to go read Ezekiel. Okay, this is just <laughs> this is where God yes, come on. Love, love. So I am climbing the ladder. I'm climbing the ladder. Okay. And I go up, I said, God, so where are you on the esteem level? The esteem. Because all, all of us, we need that need for esteem, right? To feel some kind of um esteem within ourselves, right? Mark 10 37, right? It talks about. There was a woman who comes to Jesus and say, would you be, please let one of my sons sit on your right? I'm he, she wants to get her son <laughs> a higher esteem. I want one to sit on your right and the other one on your left. Jesus says, yes. hey, listen here, it is not up to me. You understand? She, Jesus says, can they, can they um, drink from the cup that I drink from? Can mm -hmm. they go through the stuff that I go through? Can they... Oh, well, I for sure you will. And Jesus says to them that you will be able to drink from the cup and you will be able to go through what I go through. You know why? Because when Jesus died on the cross, we were all in him. So we yeah. all drank from that bitter cup. We all went through what he went through because we were in him. So he says, you will be able to do that. But to sit at my right hand or at my left side, he says, that is not for me to give because that is going to take you. You are the one who's going to have to make sure Hello. that... All, that your walk is right, that your call, that your election is sure. You are going to have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. 
You understand? So that's how you get self-esteem in God is that you begin to implement yourself in the process and to work and build your spiritual muscles of faith and begin to work on yourself. Don't just say, oh, well, Jesus died upon the cross and I'm saved. No, put some work. That is faith without work is dead. Yeah. You have to make sure that you, you work the work of what? Righteousness. <laughs> Come on and now. And then we get to the top of the ladder and he talks about self-actualization. And this is really just mm. quick, 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 right? Self-actualization. And, you know, we all want to get to that place where we feel that we have self-actualized. We have, we have um, achieved. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. We get to that place where, you know, I did it. I, I made it. You understand? Um, in, the, in, in this, the Lord says to me, self-actualization will be when you gain that eternal life. Hmm. To gain I'm eternal a- life. And then he's, and then how do you gain that eternal life? Well, you, there was a man that came to Jesus in St. Luke chapter 18 and says, you know, what should I do to have eternal life? Jesus says, well, you know, follow the law of Moses, do whatever the law of Moses says. He goes, well, all these things I've been doing, I've been doing all these things since I was a little boy up until now. So he felt very good about himself. But oh, yeah. But Jesus said, well, you still lack some stuff. Jesus says, go sell all that you have and give to the poor. These days, self-actualization, a lot of ministers and people who want to say, want to actualize self are trying to tell people, go sell what you have and bring it to me. Mm -hmm. Give, 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 donate, donate, you know, give, give, give. But Jesus didn't say that. He just said, you go sell everything you have and give to the poor and then come follow me. That's how you get naturalization is by just being selfless. Mm, Come on. Somebody need to hear that. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I I tell you, that is just something that the Lord was dropping. I didn't even actually talk through it yet. You know, it's it's evident that there's nothing that has been made that wasn't made with him in it. She is the creator of all. And so when anybody thinks, and that's what I tell people, because I'm like, okay, first of all, everything that's going on in the world and the self-actualization that people are taking credit for and leaving Christ out of, only what you do through Christ will last. So whatever you are paying money for, whatever you are pouring into, that you think somebody is giving you, the Lord has already given it to you. All you have to do is ask and receive and it will be given to you. But you think you have to do you do God's they, they, work and yes. God will take care of his part. He will take care of it. And that's the thing. They think they have to do something to get a reward. And you don't have to do anything. Lay your burdens down. Trust and rest in the Lord. And Amen. he will give you all things. And Amen. he said, be in agreement. We can't even agree on anything. And so if we're not agreeing, how do you think the Lord is going to work? He can't work in chaos. He's not even going to be a part of chaos. You know, so y'all work it out and he'll come when everything settles to clean it up. But the thing is, the time is at hand. And and these people that are out there self-promoting and saying all these things and leaving Christ out of it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, he came for the renewing of our mind. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so everything that you're teaching that you're keeping the Lord out of, I'm putting back in, I'm glorifying his name. And you know something, I don't think they know that they're leaving Christ out, you know, because a lot of people think they use the name of Jesus as if it's a magic wand. As if, oh. as long as I say, in the name of Jesus. Mm. You understand what I mean? I could say anything and be like, yeah, 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 whatever, in the name of Jesus, or in the name of Jesus, as long as I'm saying that. But he right? said, many will come in my name. 
There you go. Many teachers will come in my name and they are false prophets. And many of them that you think are going to go to heaven are not going to be there. A lot of people don't know how to try the spirit. That's the problem. Mm. We are so spiritual, but we don't know how to try the spirit. Not discerning, not understanding. You don't have a true connection with the spirit. If you walk in the flesh, you understand, you, you, you walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the loss of your flesh. We have to be spiritual minded and we have to, it's a walk. It's it a walk. It definitely is. And it's a hard it walk. Is. But it's a good walk because the Lord, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he will comfort us at all times. And that's the thing. When he left, he said, it's better for you that I go. Yes. But before he left, he said, I'm leaving you a comforter. Yes. Someone that's going to intercede on your behalf that when you're Amen. moaning and groaning and you don't even know what it is that you're crying out for. But we don't, you know what? He's already talking. A lot of us, we ignore the person. We, how do I put this? We ignore the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is literally uh, your companion. He's a person. He's right here with you. And he's not a it. No, he, he's not. He, he's not. He is not. He, the spirit of life has come. He He's a person and he's right. When I when you wake up in the morning, you literally like you would turn over to your husband and say, Good morning, hubby, honey. You can say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes. Because he's that's there. the breath of life. That's that spirit of life. The first thing that Christ gave us was a breath. Yes. And we use, we take it for granted how easy that yes. we do it. And and you know, people go, Well, if you lose your brain, you're dead. Or if you lose your heart, you're dead. No. If you lose your breath, it's over. Yeah, those once other things you can gone, still be a body, but once your breath is gone, so with every breath, he said, meditate on the word day and night, keep yeah. it in your heart. Because and when you breathe in and meditate on that breath it, of the that the Lord given to you, yes. Because I was saying, even my mom and I we were talking this morning, and I was saying, there's some dreams that we have sometimes that I couldn't even, I, I had a weird kind of weird kind of dream, which I'm not going to get into, but I couldn't even really put it formulated or put it into words. It was so weird. And I said, I could have literally be dead and nobody would understand why am I dead? Because if my spirit had not come back into myself, it's like I'm traveling, I'm wherever this is happening. Yeah. I've never been there and I'm, I'm there. But imagine if I, you know, there was an accident that happened, but imagine if the accident was happened to me and I was hit by a truck or hit by something, I could have been a dead person in my sleep because my spirit is like knocked out of me right there in that vision. It's traveling and it doesn't find itself back into my, into my body. Right. So imagine you could go to your sleep, your sleep, your spirit is a traveling in a dream. And next thing you know, you don't even wake up. You don't even wake up. And doctors are saying, well, natural causes, because there's no reason why you are dead. You just kind of went on a vacation, went on a stroll in your sleep and you just never returned into your body. Right. This is how fragile life is. Right. And then so we have to we don't take it for granted that that spirit of God that is at work in us is constantly. Mm -hmm. Constantly with us. Right. Yes. And then we ignore. How does it feel if you wake up every morning and your husband ignores you? He doesn't talk to you all day. He ignores you. It's like you're not even a person. You're not even there. He gets up. He doesn't even say good morning. He comes and he eats food and he doesn't mm. even say thank you. We don't treat the Holy Spirit like the companion that he is. Where The Bible, the Bible tells us that he is our, our go-between, our paraclete. He's the one that is in mm. our, that is with us. He's our teacher, yes, to teach us all things. And yet we we wonder why we, we, we lack wisdom. Mm, that part. 
We wonder why the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And my husband talks about that. He said that fear that he's talking about is worship. When you start to worship the Lord, you gain that insight and that wisdom because you are drawing near to him and you are praising him on every level. But people sit back and they act like they're terrified to give the Lord a praise. Yeah, as if the birth but belongs. He woke you up this morning and they don't get that part. He woke yes. you up with that breath. Hallelujah. Those steps that you take. He ordained those steps. He ordered those steps. He called you to him. Yes. You know, he said, I have a plan and a purpose for your life. Yes. And 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 people just don't understand. We get so caught up in the rut, rut race of, oh, I got to feed my family, but give to him first. Yeah. And he will give it back. And that's, right. oh, well, I can't let that go because, I, you know, this is my last. Your last. <laughs> I have seen him do some things. And, I, and I'm and i like, you know what? Manna from heaven. He will come yeah. right on time. It, it I don't worry. Back. It comes back to that um, just trusting. Trusting yes. God. Right? It comes yes. right down to trusting God. Because if we really trust him, we won't, we won't be worried so much about the fact that, oh, this is my last. Yeah, yeah, he said, bring all into the storehouse and I'll open up a window and pour out a blessing you can't even receive. So if that's the case, why would you play these games and go, okay, well, he said, like you said, test the spirits. He said, try me, try me, you know? And so, but you're afraid to try them because you don't really understand the power. Yes. And and you sung that song, there's power in the name of Jesus. Jesus. He can break every chain. But you've yes. got to believe. He said every name that calls on him will be saved. Call on him. Yes. Call out. You know, Honestly. but we are so we are we are so prideful. We have so much ego. We have so much of let me get it done first so I can show him. He doesn't need you to do yeah. what he's already done. Yeah, exactly. Wow, he's God. already been made perfect through our weakness. So let's give him the glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a, he's worthy. He is so worthy. And I feel like, thank you for this word. Oh, wonderful, Kim. Somebody's uh, yes. She's from Canada. <laughs> She's your neighbor. I'm telling you, um, I don't know. I, f- I feel your passion for God. Yes. And I, you know, it, it just, it, it lights a flame inside of me as well. Right. Because we can't get enough of Jesus. Like, honest yes. to God, like, I wouldn't want to have another choice in life. Jesus Christ, I will give up husband, children, family, everybody. I will literally let you go. Yes. If it means holding on to the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Right? Holding on to those people, they can't get you there. You love them, but they can't do for you what he's already done. And, you know, I had to learn that. I yes. did. I had to learn that because. I love my husband and my husband knows that I love him, but I was revering my husband in such a way that when mm-hmm. Pete, and it's so funny, I can just think about it. When people would meet him, they'd be like, oh, I can't wait to meet your husband. He's so great. The way you just talk about him and you know, God had to stop me in my tracks and said, now, as much as you talk about him, talk about if you me. was to even mention me a little bit, do mm-hmm. you see how you are giving him to these people yeah. and how much they revere him because yeah. how you are talking about him? Yeah. If you talked about me and exalted me like that, yeah. how much more do you think people would welcome me in? And I had, I was like, oh, Father, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Yes. And I, don't put no man. And I get that. You know, I understand thing, that. And the weirdest thing is that you can talk about your husband or your family or children, and nobody will call you a fanatic, right? 
No, well, no, Jesus but you talk about Jesus. They become, they become like scholars of the dictionary. Oh, you're such a fanatic. <laughs> Big yeah. word. Oh, here come these Bible thumpers and oh my goodness, these spiritual people. Yeah. yeah. You know, holy rollers. Yeah. 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 And I'm I want to ask you right now, the the lady that just put up the um the um comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is my cousin, and okay. she has been going through some things right now with her health. Can you just speak a word over her, please? Can you speak a word over her right now? Whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. Thank you, Jesus. I'm I'm seeing. Uh, what was her name again? The her name is Shalita. Oh, I see Shalita. Okay, so Shalita, you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna pray for Shalita. Father, in your mighty name, Jesus, hallelujah. Father, we call upon you right now. We call upon you, Lord. We thank you, God, that we have access by the grace of God into the throne room of God. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we don't take it lightly, Lord, that we have such an access, Lord, that we can come boldly before your presence. And God, the Bible says that we can ask what we will and it can, it shall be done unto us. And so, Father, we come in agreement right now with Shalita in Jesus' name for the situations that she yes. has been facing in her life. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I know, God, that you know her business and you are the only one who needs to know her business and god you are the only one who can fix her business yes. and father in the name of jesus i bring up to you right now i thank you god almighty that your hand is over her life that lord god you cover her lord god as with a shield i thank you right now father god that going forward oh god she shall know your peace my god that she shall know oh god that the hand of the lord is constant with her that the feet of god is walking echo shandai walking upon her waters in the name of jesus christ father god every unstable ground under her feet. My God, I speak to it right now to stabilize. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bring the hands that will dare to pull the carpet from under her. In the mighty name of Jesus, mighty Father, we release your glory and your grace over her life. I cover her family. My God, I cover her in her in her ministry. I cover her, oh God, oh God work and her business life. I cover her, mighty God, because Father God, we know that the enemy of her soul is like a roaring lion walking yeah. about the seeking whom he may devour. But I come against you, Satan, in the name of the Lord, and I declare to you by the authority in me that you shall not, and you have no dominion or power to devour this one. My God, in the name of Jesus, I declare that this one shall rise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that this one shall, mighty God live up to the potential of her call. In the mighty name of Jesus, this one shall be exalted. My God Almighty, to the place that you have called her to be exalted. And God, that she will stay under the banner and the covering of your anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, I fly the traps of the enemy right now. My God, those that dare to rise against her, my God, we pull them down and we put them under her feet. I pray that her feet shall be in the necks of her enemies. In <laughs> name you will cancel every demonic assignment over her life in this moment in jesus name i pray god we release her as an arrow
tomorrow, oh God of God, in the name of Jesus, to go forward into victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty name I pray, and I glorify you for it, Jesus. We thank you because when we pray, we believe. And as Jesus said, hallelujah, when he came to Lazarus' tomb, Father, I know that you always hear me. I know that you always hear me, but I pray this way so that they may be, be that they may believe in Jesus' name. We thank you for it and we call it done in the name Amen. of Allah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Yes. God. Thank God you. you. God bless you. God bless yes. you. God is doing it. And sometimes I'm going to tell you a secret. Yeah. As I'm, as I'm speaking right now, I'm going to tell you a secret. I don't always feel worthy. I don't always feel that I have what it takes. And maybe that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because my pride, there's no pride in me. There is no fake in me. I open my mouth and I let God speak. I do not declare myself a prophet, a minister, or whatever. I have, I have that on the wall, yes? It says licensed. But I tell you something, that's where it stays. Because I'm not, I'm not all about that. I believe that Jesus Christ has called me to be a servant. Yeah, that's it. I'm a servant. Yes. And I want to serve. Yes. And sometimes, even there, I don't feel worthy. I wake up, I'm tired. I say, God, why can't I feel energetic like most of these people that I see going for hours and hours? I said, God, if you call me to be a minister and to be a servant, and minister means servant, okay? Just let's get that clear. Yes. Yes. Minister means servant. <laughs> it means pull out your feet, put on your towel, get down, wash. That's, yes. what, that's what a minister does. A minister is not about title. A minister is not about feeling um, aggrandizement and self-aggrandizement. Uh, self a minister does not mean that you feel like you own the world. Mm -hmm. If you start mm -hmm. feeling like that, you have, you have, you have, you have, you've missed the mark. You are not even serving yet. You understand? A waiter, a waiter who serves in a restaurant don't walk around acting like he owns the joint and he's the boss. Absolutely. Yes. Come on, Holy Ghost. Yes. Like you own, you own this joint. You understand? You make sure that the food is delivered on time. You make sure that the menu is, they get what they ordered. You make sure that their glass is stayed filled up and replenished with water. that They request and you make sure table is clean. If anything spills on the floor, you wipe it up. You are there to serve. Yes. And I believe that that's my call. And so I don't even really want people to call me a minister simply because people have the wrong idea. Absolutely. And I know yes. that when people say minister, they're not thinking servant. So I'd rather you just say servant, Jacqueline. Uh, you, you are speaking to my heart because that's the thing. It's like, I don't need a title. I don't need to be ordained. I don't need to be any of these things to do what God called me to do because he said I came to serve and not be served. And my heart just bleeds sometimes when I'm like, do you not understand? And I teach my kids just about being kind. It's about giving because 
what you let go of, God will give you back more. But you can't hold on to things thinking that it belongs to you. It is not yours. It is not owed to you. It is not due to you. You were put here to glorify. He created you for that purpose. And if you think anything less than that, you are being a fool. Yes. And you know, he said, even a fool is wise sometimes when he learns to keep his mouth shut. Well, sure. And so we have to learn to be quiet, yes. let the peace be still, and absorb the Holy Spirit and what it's yes. doing within in us because yes. we can't stop and think. And, and I want to go back to where you said there's only one way at 11 years old, there's mm-hmm. only one door. Mm-hmm. that can get you there. There's yeah. no sideways. There's no around the corners. And so, you know, therefore, while I, I have to come to this because Oprah, she has this platform and it's this huge, gigantic platform. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it it breaks my heart sometimes because I'm like, as big as her platform is, mm-hmm. she could be doing so many things within Christ. But whatever her relationship is with the Lord, that's her business. But from mm-hmm. what I've seen, and I'll never forget watching her show one day because I never watched her show. But I've seen this particular show where she mm-hmm. said there's many ways and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the universe or you can call it your God or you can call it. And there's and there's different ways to get there. And I said, the devil is a lie. And I was and about to say that was, them, but there's that was Christians. a lying spirit that was a yes. lying spirit that was speaking out of the mouth of Oprah. Absolutely. And it's like, but there's Christians listening and not rebuking that spirit. And I'm like, are you not hearing this? Do you not, or do you think that it's okay to pacify that behavior? Or God works in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. And and what whoever and whatever he puts before you, what are you getting out of it? And so that's again, you have to test the spirits. You have to be discerning because when something is coming out of a mouth that he's mm-hmm. like, you you cannot speak life and death. No, you can't speak life and death out of the tongue because it's sharper than two-edged sword. And so mm-hmm. when you are speaking these words, you have the power to edify or yeah. you have the power to kill. And you can kill someone's spirit. You can turn them away. Listen, and he the said, Bible says, one. the Bible says that by their fruits, you oh my goodness! Them, yes. Right? So we can't. When you were praying, that's what we, came to my spirit. We can't really blame Oprah, really, <laughs> because at the end of the day, you know Oprah when you see her fruit, and the fruit is not the fact that you know you have money to give and give and give and give and give to certain people and and whatever the case may be. That's not the fruit. We can, we can go back and find out what the fruit of the spirit is. Love, joy, peace. Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And it didn't say another thing I noticed. I was looking at that this week. I was like, Lord, but Jesus, you don't know how to counter some because it says the fruit, singular, of the spirit is. And it goes on a whole bunch of stuff. Yes. You understand? The fruit, one fruit of the spirit (laughs) is. And then it says love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith. Suffering, all that stuff. Nine of them, I think, right? Nine, it's nine, it's nine, yes. And it lists nine things that is the fruit, is the fruit of the spirit. And I'm like, okay, God, are we missing some, you know, training in uh, English here or something? But then as I was meditating, I mean, I talk to God like this. Like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. So, you know, it talks about the works, multiplicity of works. So a lot of us, we have works. Yes. And as 
why we look good to some people who see by the natural eyes because that we part. have works and so the works of the flesh you know and it goes on to name all the different works of the flesh but then when it comes to the spirit it's a fruit the fruit of the spirit is and it names what it is so these are the nine things are just the the, the nine uh, I, I call them like the the nine ingredients that make oh. up fruit the nine qualities that's in the fruit the nine um what do you call vitamin that you will get from that one fruit of the spirit when yes. you truly have the spirit you have the vitamin of love good god yes. almighty you have that vitamin of joy good. holy spirit. come on come on see i knew it i knew god had a word tonight i knew it. and i'm like we are not gonna let this day go by without getting this word we need this word. I can't go to sleep without this word tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I tell you, I'm going to look it up because I, I know I I was talking about that here. Let me see, because I, I don't, um I just want, I don't want to um, misquote anything. Fruit of the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. In case you think I am wrong. No, you know, go ahead. <laughs> Educate the people. Because yes. this is why we do this, so people can get educated and understand what the word says, because they don't even believe half the words that's in the Bible. It scares them to think that the yes. Lord would say this. Yeah, here it is. Give it to them. Give them Galatians. All right. Here we are. Galatians chapter 5. And it's about from verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Is. So one fruit. Cut it in nine quarter, nine parts. You will get love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against mm. the spiritual law. That is what we get out of that fruit of the spirit, right? But people who have works, they will have a mm. whole bunch of manifestation of works. And yes. that's why you will find that the enemy, people will um, acclimatize towards the works because it's what they can see. And because they're fleshy and carnal and they're walking in flesh, they are they lean towards the work mentality of seeing something. You understand what I mean? But when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, it doesn't look a lot. It doesn't look like a lot. It ain't just like the fruit of the spirit. You get one, old, one, one measly old fruit with nine ingredients in there to share <laughs> among everybody. <laughs> But I thank God for the fruit of the spirit, right? Thank you, Lord. Yeah. When you have that spirit of life in you, it produces fruit. In it does. Your people shall know you by that fruit. Right. I mean, we the Holy Spirit is really connecting right now because I'm telling you, as you were praying, all I kept thinking is you will know them by their fruit. And, and when you said that, I'm like, oh, he is right on. Every time you know you are within the grace of God and doing yes. what he tells you to do. He yes. will confirm that. Yes. And I laugh, I'm, sometimes I just laugh out loud and people look at me like, what is wrong with you? Because he just confirmed and I don't need to share it with yes. nobody. I just need to be reminded that he's working yes. and it's all good in his own timing. Because, you know, I had a guy on the other night and he um, was talking about the things that he went through in his life and, and how God had brought him through and, and how he's been overlooked and certain things. But he just wrote a book and now he's getting ready to um, speak in front of a, a lot of people and, and talk to them about how to um, overcome drug addiction and how to be closer to the Lord. And mm -hmm. I'm like, God can use who he chooses. But yes. what it looks like to you, you may look at this person and say, oh, they're not good enough or they came from over there and this and that. Mm -hmm. But God, 
Yeah. He uses the things of the wise, of the foolish to confine the wise. And yeah, so yeah. Um, don't think you're higher than what you are because he will bring you back down to size and humble you. And My if you God. don't humble yourself, because if one more person tells me that, oh, I'm going to hell, well, why would you claim that? And I don't want that for you. And it, and it makes my heart burst thinking that anybody would choose death over life because mm. he said, in me, even if you die, you live. And so mm. why wouldn't you want that for eternity other than you're going to be burning? And you're not, it's not just that you're burning by this all consuming fire, but you're burning up knowing that you chose wrong that that God is really you real. You and I said, when, when he comes and mm-hmm. you see him in all his glory, glory and you're like oh you really do exist like the Eminem commercial oh you really do exist no mm. you know why didn't you believe because he said I'm telling you all these things there's going to be trouble in the world there's going to be rumors of war there's going to be mothers against daughters and fathers against sons and there's going to mm. be these things but I tell you this yeah. So that when it happens, that you might believe. Surprise. Yeah. And that way, when you are prepared, your lamps yeah. are full. You got your oil. You're not running out trying to beg, borrow, or steal from yes. the Lord because He's already given you all mm-hmm. that you need to be supplied until He comes back from that place He went to prepare. And yeah. so, if we wait patiently, because we want it right now, and again, mm-hmm. ever since you were a little girl, since I was a little girl. You know, I've heard people say, oh, the end of the world is near, this and that. Well, he's telling us that these things are going to come to pass. Yeah. But just think of how great it would be if we would do what he said and he would come even quicker because we're coming together. And that's that a good thing. I'm it's praying a good that thing. prayer like, Jesus, even so, Lord, come, 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 yes. Jesus. Yeah. I don't want to. You know what? It's not that I have fear that, I, that I'm going to be lost, but I tell you. I don't want to be lost. Absolutely. I don't want to be lost. You know, I I want to be ready when Jesus comes. And I am anticipating his coming. You understand? I am. You know, I had this weird vision one time. (laughs) I I have weird vision sometimes. But I never forget this little, this vision I had. And I still sometimes wonder what on earth is this? It's like I was... I was somewhere and there was cars parked up as far as the eyes could see every, I was singing, I was singing a song and two lines of a song and people were just parking their cars and coming out to listen. And the only lines I was singing to them, soon he'll be coming Mm. and you will see that you've made a mistake and you cannot take it back. And people were lining up. Every car was stopping as far as the eyes could see. People getting out of their car like this to look to hear the voice that was singing. I woke up and I was croaking like a frog. But in my dream, the voice was carrying like an angel. And I was singing to them. And I was saying, soon he'll be coming. And you will see that you've made a mistake. And you cannot turn and take it back. That was the only lines of the song in my vision. So I'm letting people know, hallelujah, Jesus is coming back. And if we are not careful, we will find out on that day that we have made a mistake. We made a mistake in refusing him. We made a a mistake in accepting him, but not keeping on the journey with him. Yes. We made a, a mistake of taking his mercy and his grace for granted. 
We made that mistake of choosing something else above him, of creating other idols and putting them alongside him. You will find out that you have made a mistake and you will not be able to take it back in that moment. Yes. Now, tell me something, sister dearest. I get a message like that in my vision. Yes, I was singing it to the world in my vision. But if I die and I lose my way, my hell should be hot. It should be very deep. I should be whipped with many stripes. And there will be many that will be whipped with many, many stripes. Because they're making the mistake over and over and over and they are taking the sting lightly. They're taking yes. the grace of God for granted. They're taking the name of their God in vain. Yes. They're not trusting in the power. Yes. yes, you're absolutely right. Again, but you know what? We are connecting more people to Christ this way than I think that have been connected within the walls of the church for many years. It's, it's a new day, it's a new yeah. time, it's a new revelation, and we have to take hold of that because we can't do what they did in Moses' day. That yeah. was for Moses' day. This yeah. is a new day. And so when Jesus came, he came to show us some things, and what did they do? You know, it, it could have been beautiful, but this yeah. ain't what you want. So now you, get, now you gotta continue yeah. until another day, and that day is here. You know, yeah. he is among us. He is with us always, even until the end. Amen. And so Amen. for us one second to think that we've got to make sure that everything that, oh, you was out of order and we got to sing this song first and we got to do this. And you're missing the whole blessing. You're yes. missing the real word because you're doing all this preaching, but you're not living what you're saying. Because we have our and own agendas. And, 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 and this, this Christendom that we're in, it's not about personal agendas. No. God has an agenda for the life of each and every person. And we are not following the agenda of God. We are on our own little, you know, we are on our own little journey and we are following yeah. our agendas. You know, everybody has an agenda and everybody wants to accomplish their agenda. Mm -hmm. But then where's the agenda of God in the process? Absolutely. There is the agenda of God in the process. You know, God is fed up. He's literally fed up with it. And we wonder why sometimes you find some of what's happening right now around the world and we take it lightly like, oh, well, it's man-made this and man-made no. that. But I want to tell you something. God has a hand in every bit of it. Everything. Yes. The Bible says it this way, that the king's hand is in, the king's heart rather is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it. <laughs> he turns it every which way that he wills. Yes. Yes. People don't understand that nothing happened in this life by happenstance. Unless God is asleep and my Bible tells me that he neither yeah, slumbers he never sleeps nor slumbers. Yes, yes. He neither That's slumbers it. nor sleep. It also tells you that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, going to and fro in every place, beholding the good and the evil. He's not asleep. He turns the king's hand. Donald Trump's heart is being turned by God. Every country's prime minister and president, their heart is in the hand of God and he's turning it every which way that he wills. Yes. yes. This whole coronavirus thing, God has the heart of this coronavirus turning it in his hand. 
Yes. Every scientists in this in their studies or their little place where they create these things, God is turning their hearts. Yes. Yes. Because God's agenda must come to pass. Absolutely. Sister, there's there's a message, and I want to read this message. I want to read this message because I want to answer this question. It says there's an error in the term great power for God or an error in your belief. If Christ is a God, how can a human kill him? And if God marries a human, why does he need a human being to marry like Mary? How does God see his son killed and is unable to protect him? Well, let me answer and then I'll let you I'll let you put your words in. But but I want to answer to this to this person that has sent this message out here yeah. that God is the God of all and he can do all things mm-hmm. and his ways are not our ways. And he doesn't think the way that we think and he doesn't do things the way that we do. And nowhere in the Bible that I've read said that Jesus married anyone. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is the son of God and he is the son of man. And he was, he is, and he's coming again. And the thing is this, he was not killed. He was not killed because he said, tear down this building. And they thought that they were talking about the temple. And he said, and in three days, I will raise it back up. And see, that's what people are thinking in the flesh. And in their mind, they thought this building. Well, the building is the body of Christ, which is Jesus, Lord, the Savior. And so when he got up in three days. Yes. He had atoned for our sins and then he was caught up and was sitting on the right hand side of his father. So that right there, I don't know what Lord they're worshiping. I don't know what truth they've heard, but that's not it. And so if you don't know and you don't understand, it's good to have these conversations so you can be made aware of the true living God that can do all things that gives us power through him. And we have to abide in that work. So what what I just read there, there's no truth to it. Yeah. And the enemy knows the scripture very well, but he's a deceiver. But he twisted so we the have word. To That's what he that. did in the Garden of Eden. He twisted the word. You understand? That's what he's doing. What do you think? Jesus Christ is the living word. Okay. Jesus Christ is the living word, we says. And from the very beginning, Satan has been twisting the word of God in order to 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 um blackmail men and to get men to to fall yes. and to fail. He twists the word. Did God really say that? You know, and he mm. twisted, he put a little something in there and he take away a little something. That's why the scripture says that we should not add or take away from the word of God, because that's the spirit of Satan. You understand hiding and taking away from the word of God. That's the spirit of the devil right there. So Jesus Christ is the living word and people are still trying to twist Jesus. (laughs) They're still trying to twist Jesus. They're still trying to find a way to twist him so that he will become, he will appear as, um, you know, something is wrong with him. Yeah. Humanity. But I tell you something, thank God that our eyes have been opened. You understand a lot of people who will speak these things without knowledge because their eyes, the Bible says that the enemy has blinded their eyes so that they cannot believe the truth. You understand? How can you believe it? You can't even see it. You understand? So if Jesus marrying somebody because they haven't read the Bible, where the scripture says that that the spirit of God overshadowed Mary. That's a different story. Overshadowing somebody is different from marrying somebody. Just like in creation, the spirit of God hovered 
over the waters. Over the the yes. spirit of God hovered and created something. And in the same way, he overshadowed or hovered over Mary and created. You understand that process of himself inside of Mary to come out in the flesh. Come on. Yes. You There's a word. God himself that stepped into Mary. Put on <laughs> flesh. Yes. So people think that Jesus, okay, Jesus come and he marry and he get a child. What? You understand? He is the son of God. And yes, we shall see him and we shall know him. But people are going to be so confounded. They're going to be so baffled. They're going to be so frightful and afraid when they actually see him come in his greatness and in his power. Yes. So I, I, yes. I'm sorry that there are so many blind out there, but that's why we're here, right? We are here that's to shed it. light. That's it. And you know, it's like shed light. we can't be afraid to tell the truth. He said, go and spread the good news. Yes. And people are saying, how is that the good news? Because apparently you've been watching too many movies. You've been watching what Hollywood or a book is trying to tell you. And there's only yeah. one book. And this says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the scripture and tells us that all the way in John. And so yeah. when John comes back and reiterates to let you know that when Jesus came into this world, he hadn't just got here. He and nobody killed God. Nobody killed him. Nobody killed him. He says, no one took my life from me. I laid it down from of myself. Yes. That's yes. why he came. Yes. Okay, he died when he was um the body, Jesus, okay, went to the yes. cross yes. when he was 33 years old. Up until yes. this point, from he was from two years old onward, they were they they they, they uh they were looking for him trying to kill him, right? They're the yes. whole slew of young kids that are two years and under because they wanted to get Jesus, but it wasn't his time. They come yes. after him time and time again, trying to kill him. And he the scripture would tell you, but my time has not was not yet. Because the only time was when he decides to lay his life down. When he decided, and they come to him in the Garden of Eden, in the garden, and says to him, you know, they, they wanted to know who, tell to, to, um, to Thomas, whoever, where, who is it? Which, which of them is Jesus? Yeah. I'm going to go kiss him so you can see who he is. Jesus didn't even wait for him to come and kiss you. So what are you, did you come to betray yeah. me with a kiss? Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I am he. Jesus says, I am he. They fell back. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Just as I could have called 10,000 of angels right now to come and rescue me. He could have done that, but he came on a mission. So he decided to go ahead with them yeah. down to Pilate's house and then to take the journey up to Calvary's cross and then to come. When they came, because they came to 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 break his bones so that he would die faster, which is what they had to do to the people that they would crucify so that they would die before the, the the sun goes down they would break their bones when they get to jesus jesus already dead because he laid his own life down yeah they yeah. had to break the bones of the other thieves but when it came to jesus they didn't have to break no bone because he was already gone out of the physical body what? god stepped out of that body went into hell yeah broke the key of death and hell from satan you understand? Yeah. Come on. The Bible says that he he led captivity captive and gave yes. unto men. This is the this is the, the the mystery of what God did, and people can't yes. seem to understand this. Yes, and thank God. Praise God. And you know what? And the thing is, not one of those before him got up, but exactly. he did. And, and, and somebody said. 
God could have protected Jesus from the cross, but then he wouldn't have been saved by grace. Now, see, this is the thing about trust, because even Jesus, when he came to take on our lives to find out what it was to live like us, he was bringing God to us. But when he died on that cross, he brought us to God. And that's that's grace. And we thank him for that saving grace, because if it had not been for the Lord, because he cried out, Father. But he trusted that his father was going to deliver him from all. And so this morning I was reading and it says the prayer of the righteous availeth much. The Lord availeth much for what we have done. And for that, he's worthy to get praise. Because if he don't do another thing, he's already done enough. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for getting back up. Thank you. Because when he sat down, it was done. It's funny. People are saying, why didn't God protect Jesus from the cross? But if God protected Jesus from the cross, he would have been throwing me under the bus. Absolutely. Jesus came to take my place. I was supposed to die. You were supposed to die. All of us were supposed to die because we all had sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. And God was, um, we were supposed to have died because sin was demanding justice. Sin was saying, you gotta die. This one's gotta die because she sinned. Sin was demanding justice. It wasn't God that was, was saying that I want them dead. Sin itself was demanding the payment. Even still, Moses had to have his body fought over. Michael and the devil was fighting over Moses' body because at that point, it wasn't a savior. Yeah, no, you gotta pay. You have to pay. And so can you imagine? I don't want anybody fighting over my body to see which way I'm gonna go. I'm thankful to Christ that there's one way and I I know what he did. And if I can't explain it, all I can do is live it. Why yeah. are you so happy? Why are you always smiling? Because if you knew what the Lord did for me, I shouldn't even be here. Hallelujah. <laughs> I shouldn't even be here. He paid it, he paid but, it all. But, but he paid it all. He paid it all. I should have died, but I'm not dead. And I, I have a hope, hope of eternal life now because I, yeah. I now have eternal life, eh? I have it. It's not like it's not like I'm going to have. I have no. eternal life now. When right I transition now. from this physical life, I'm just transitioning into my eternal life. But yes. the person died outside of God and Christ will transition into eternal damnation. That's the big difference. You don't accept the finished work of Jesus Christ on this side of life. You will transition out of the natural life into eternal damnation because Jesus paid your penalty, but you didn't accept the payment. Mm. Like I bought you a house and I have the title deed and I'm giving it to you, but you refuse to accept it and you keep living on the street corner. Right? Mm-hmm. So you will continue a life of a, of, of a beggar, a life of a bum, and I have paid the full price for a mansion for you over here. Yes. For so those mm-hmm. who accept that, that finished work is like the man that has taken the title deed out of my hand, took the keys and walked into his house and begin to live and to invite his friends over. Yes. That part. So now when I die because I have accepted the finished word, I am transitioning. People say, well, you, you shouldn't die. No, the physical, this whole flesh shall drop and rise. Hallelujah. To yeah. see that everlasting prize. The everlasting prize is the eternal life that's awaiting me. Yes. Good God oh Almighty. God. I thank you, sister, for your word. I, I thank you. I mean, we can just go and you are going to have to come back. 
and talk with me again. We, we, we might have to just do a session where we just do a, a come to Jesus meeting because I think that's what it is. We yes. have to sit down at the table because there's a place that's been prepared. The yes. table is set. Yes. Amen. It's time to be served. It's time Amen. to get the abundance that he has promised us. And, and it's not that we have to wait on it. It's not yes. that we have to do anything. We have to live that now because he came so that we might have life and so and that I we might have it in abundance. So we Amen. thank you for that life. And we so thank nice. you for his grace. And we thank you for his many blessings. And we thank you for the fellowship because this is faith and this is fellowship. I had no clue yes. what we would talk about. But I knew when, when the wave system started to act up, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, the devil's alive. We're going to get this word out tonight. Because Amen. Somebody needs to hear this word. Yes. And I yes. just I just bless your heart because when I came across you, I could just tell. I mean, I know when God is connecting me Jesus. to someone that I'm supposed to connect with and it's an obedience. And so Jesus. sometimes I feel weird because I'm like, people think I'm crazy and I'm stalking them or something. But no, don't don't underestimate who the Lord will use. And yes. when, if, if he puts me before you, then that's because it's something we're supposed to do together yes. or something that you're supposed to do in my life or something I'm supposed to do in your life. But yes. he said this, if you bring them the blessing and they reject it, then take your blessing and leave. Yes. Got to dust your feet off. And I used to get my feelings hurt. And, mm -hmm. and that was pride. And that was ego. And that was me thinking I had something to do with it. But my whole life, all I wanted to do, like you said, is serve. But I'm yes. like, but God, how can I serve when they don't want it? What yeah. am I supposed to do? He said, well, go somewhere else. Go but where God they will, will welcome God you. Will, God will bring you the right people, my sister. God yes, will bring and, you and the I right prayed people. that. And every, you know? I mean, he said, I can't give you what you ask for until mm. you do what you're supposed to do. You have to yeah. wholly walk in this ministry. You have to own it. You cannot be ashamed of it. You have to live it and breathe it. And the day that I said, okay, God, I'm taking it all off. Use me and whatever it is, wherever you send me, whatever you want me to do. And now we're here because I'm way out of my comfort zone. And, and I love to talk and I love to profess the Lord. Put me yes. in front of people on a stage and I can go all day. Yes. But for some reason, I can see myself and it, and it makes me weak, feel weird when I'm yes. talking on camera. But it's not about me. I'm it's looking not at about you so me. I don't see myself. But <laughs> I was feeling <laughs> like that. I was feeling like that. So I was like, I was nervous. I, and I don't get really nervous, but I said, Lord, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I felt like I didn't have anything to say. I'm like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> but if I if I believe and I tell you something, I don't go, I don't, I don't, I don't search for a prophetic word from people. I believe that the Bible is my prophecy. Mm -hmm. I believe that when God wants to speak to me, he comes to me. Absolutely. And I would often tell people, if I need to know something, I just have to go to sleep. Because mm -hmm. God will come and he will tell me in my vision. He will tell me in my sleep. And he talks to me like just like this too, but sometimes it's when I'm sleeping. And the Lord has given me vision and told me, I am going to win the world for Christ. What yes. that means, I don't know. What it looks like and what it will look like, I don't know. But it, it is a statement that the Lord has given me in my vision you see her right there the, the, in my vision, the woman was preaching and I was coming along and people were listening to this amazing woman preaching the word. But when she saw me coming, she stopped her preaching and she said, you see her coming right there? She goes, her shoes, I'm not even worthy to unloose because hmm. she is going to win the world for Christ. And I was like, me? In my vision, I said, me? But 
I said, how? Because I don't even know how to sing tenor. I was like, what is this? I can't even sing tenor. This is the most of it is in response I gave in my vision. But he said, she says, I'm not worthy to unloose her, so her shoes because she is going to win the world. And I said, Lord, but I don't understand. Like, I, I, I'm a loner. I don't have no way of reaching the world. How do I reach the world? But when the Lord gave me this platform and said, do this, I was like, oh, I don't know what that means, but okay, whatever. I'll start the group and see. And then the Lord is starting to do whatever he does. Ah, it's growing. It's growing slowly, but it's growing. And I'm believing God for over a million members. <laughs> But not just to have people be members, people that will actually use the platform for ministry. Yes. And people that will be able to get saved under just this that, ministry. Jesus lovers testify that we will literally be open to just testifying of the greatness. And God is fixing to do some stuff that is going to provoke. Hallelujah! Glory, I hear you, God. Glory, God. This is what the Lord is saying. Hallelujah. I am about to do something that is going to provoke testimonies. Ha. Sister, hear me Thank carefully. What, this is what the Lord just said. I am about to do something that is going to provoke testimonies. <laughs> I hear yes. you, God. Yes, I'm listening. I, hear you. I don't know what it's going to look like. Mm -mm. I'm really honest to God. If I tell you I know, I just hear God say it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know. But God says, I am going to do something that is going to provoke testimonies. Yeah. People are not gonna not gonna have a have any um option but to testify. Absolutely but to tell of what God is doing in their life. It's gonna be that big. I believe it. Keep on going, keep on doing what God has called you to do. Because I've been praying God to, as I've done my videos, I don't know if you've seen my videos, but I've been praying God to just, I've been praying that prayer of Jabez. Mm. And it's not just <laughs> about finances or money or whatever, but I want my borders expanded. Yes. I Lord. want God to stretch out those borders. I want, I'm, I'm in the process of stretching my curtains out. <laughs> because I want this, I want God to be bigger than my problems. I want God to become bigger than my fears. I want him to be bigger than every mountain that I can or cannot see. I want God to be bigger in my life. And so my prayer is that God will help me to just expand those borders and those territories, every limitation in the name of Jesus, broken. That there will be no height that the name of Jesus cannot reach, no depth that the name of Jesus cannot reach, no width that the name of Jesus cannot extend to. That Jesus Christ will become a home, a brand name. Yes. For this society. Yes. 
Yeah. He's been too long put on the back burners. Huh? God is tired of being on the back burner of our lives. He's been too long pushed to the peripherals. I hear you, God. His heart is broken because he has been pushed to the peripherals of our lives and of our thinking. He's been, he's been given like a marginalized place in our lives. His heart is broken. And as I read today about how much he loved us, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now, can you imagine loving somebody so much? Imagine your husband, imagine my husband, loving somebody so much with an everlasting love and yet feeling this this brokenness in your spirit that you have been given the last place. You're always the last one chosen in their lives. Every idol has taken a position above you. You have been pushed to the sidelines, the peripherals, the margins of their lives. You're a side note that may or may not be injected into the story. Hmm. You have been reduced to a, not a paragraph, but just a bracket. Mm. Mm. Huh? You are not, you, you are not the, 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 the title, but you have become just the footnote. Wow. Come on, God. Those who have an ear, let us hear what thus says the Lord. I don't know. In I've never moment. spoken like this. I, I, I'm hearing it. God says, I am tired. I am, I'm broken. I'm hurt. Do you know that the Holy Spirit can be grieved? Yes. And we don't want to grieve the Holy You know, that's one of the things that I'm like, Father, whatever I thought, whatever I did, whatever I'm doing, forgive me. And, and here it is. Here it is. These people are pouring out right now. Look at, look at this. Folks want to, want to pray us, Lord. Forgive us. Father, I pray, I pray that there will be a spirit of repentance that will fall upon the nations. I pray, God, that there will be a spirit of repentance that will fall upon the hearers tonight. Yes. And Father God, that we will truly repent in our hearts. I repent, God, because I am guilty as well, Lord of pushing you to the sidelines, of sometimes being too busy. Lord, being too tired even, Jesus. But you're tired. You are tired of our shortcomings and us failing you over and over again, of us just not respecting your position as Lord in our lives. We call you master, we call you Lord, but we do not give you the place. Mighty God, we have set the table and we put a placemat, but there are no plates, there are no, no forks, no, no serving utensils in your spot. 
Some of us, we've even removed the chair, but we have a placemat that says Jesus. He's hurt. He's hurt. And he says he wants fellowship, right? We're talking about fellowship, Holy Ghost. He wants that fellowship. Because why? I've been loving you for too long to let you go now. Absolutely. Jeremiah 30, what is it? Jeremiah chapter 31 and 3, right? I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've loved you for too long to walk away from this. I have invested too much. My entire life I have poured out for you. And I'm, I'm grieved. Grieved. But the thing is, is that his arms are wide open. He has not shut us off. Thank you, Thank he you. has not shut us off. His love is still, his heart is still beating for us. Yeah. I should have been cut off a long time ago. I have, I have done things and messed up in a way that God came to me and literally a gun to the head. I felt like a gun in my head. And the Lord said, now choose. Hmm. Oh my goodness. I screamed because I thought somebody broke into the house. But there was nobody there. And I was the only one who heard it. I couldn't understand why I was the only one who heard it. Now choose. So if I die and I don't make heaven, it will be nobody's fault. But mine. And I'm in a season in my life right now where I can't run the risk. I cannot. I can't, I cannot run the risk of not making heaven. Yes. I just can't. It's not an option. I'm sorry. It's not an option. I am I am I'm letting go. I'm 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 finding things in my life that I can repent over and that yes. I can let go. Yes. And when I overcome, this week I put on my Facebook, I said, today I overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Because there was yes. one area in my life that I was struggling and I overcame. Thank God. Praise God for that. I overcame. And I knew in my spirit that that thing, gone. It call, it's called making a decision. Yes. Choose you this day. I decide. You yes. will. If God be God, serve him. If Baal, serve Baal. But don't mix them two together. Mm. You can't do it. You cannot do it. The old garment with the new garment doesn't work. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. The old wineskin with the new wine doesn't come on, work. Come on, come on. Yes, we cannot mix. God is no more into the mixture. He is tired of mixture. The apothecary that is stinking with flies. Mm. Yes. What is God saying? Hmm. 
Hallelujah. I believe the Lord has spoken. Yes. Let the church say amen. Amen. And amen. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for allowing God to use you. I, I don't want to. Okay. Thank you for just being faithful and steadfast. And allowing me to reach out to you and us coming together. Because, again, he connects us and he's bringing his people together and he won't let one of us be lost. And so he said, if I be lifted up, then I'll draw all men unto me. So if you over there lifting him up and I'm over here lifting him up and he brings us together to lift him up, how much more can he do? He will do it. And so let's continue in this journey together. Let's continue to reach as many people as we can. Keep testifying. Let everybody know how they can become a part of this ministry that you started, your platform, so they can come and testify and so that they can be edified in another way. Because we, we can't get enough of him and his word. And we need to be around like-minded people. So let the people know how they can contact you or get a hold of you for your ministry, um, for your um, Facebook group, so they can be a part of that. Praise God. I'm on Facebook um, uh, under uh, Jet Thomas, Jet Thomas uh, Travers, Dash Travers, or they can actually just go to Jesus, just um, Google or search for Jesus Lovers. Let's testify. Um, I am asking people, those who are now members, I think we're about, the last time I checked was 780 people. Wow. Uh, we're a brand new group. So, um, the, those people that are on there, I'm asking you to invite from your list of uh, friends. And I'm telling people, don't limit anybody. Don't look down your list and mm -hmm. decide who you want to invite. Just invite people. Invite everybody. Because out of the people that I've invited, I've invited over 3,000-something people. Right. Not everybody's going to um, accept at once. I've had <laughs> I had somebody type me and says, listen, stop inviting me to your group. I am not a Jesus lover. Enjoy your group with me. I was thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I will enjoy my Jesus. Hallelujah. But I am not going to cast my my uh, what do you call it? My pearls before swines. Yes. I'm not going to force feed you with Jesus. I'm not going to shove him down your throat, but I will present him to you. Yeah. So every person that knows somebody that does ministry, and I'm not necessarily looking to invite churches because I think we're all churched out. A lot of Absolutely. us are. We are all churched out. We've had enough church, church, church. And I listen to church. I go on there and I listen to everybody. I'm being empowered every day. But I like to hear the individuals who will come on with a word. Somebody who will just put a statement up that blesses my soul. I, Every one of us have been called to serve. Thank you. Yes. All We're of us. All called to serve. You don't need a, a ministerial license to serve. We have been called, you understand, called first of all to be saints. Yes. Right? And you are called to serve, to be a servant of the, I, Paul, the servant of the most high God. We are called to serve. So everybody can invite somebody. That's how you serve. If there is something on the site that blesses you, share it with a few other groups. When you see me or someone else comes on live, you know, comment make it so that facebook yes. will give us more i want us 
I want Jesus lovers testify. And I'm saying this, it's not about me. Believe you me. I want the name of Jesus to be a household name. Yes. And I want them when they hear Jesus lovers, they finish the rest of it. Let us testify for Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. That's what yes. I want. I want as soon as somebody hear Jesus lovers, they say, let's testify for Jesus. Because that is the mission of what God is calling me for, for this ministry. Is that he wants, and as I said to you to, just today, he spoke to me and he said it himself. He's going to do something that will provoke he never told me that before. He told me that just now. He's going to do something that will provoke testimonies. That was the word, provoke. Amen. God bless your ministry. And you know, it's so funny because the name of this ministry platform is called Mind Your Business. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny when I invite people on or when I say, you know, it kind of looks like I'm being smart, but what you don't understand is, when Jesus went off missing when he was a little boy and they looked for him and Mary was all upset and where have you been? And you, you know, and he said, I've got to be about my father's business. Amen. Amen. And Jesus. this platform is allowing you yes. to mind that yes. business because this is what he's given you. So whatever he's given you in your spirit, whatever your gift is, whatever your talent is, whatever your word is, whatever your call is, yes, this platform mm -hmm. is here to express Amen. that and he's gonna get all the glory. Amen. So mind your business. Mind your business. And do what thus says the Lord. And we thank you for all that you are and all that you continue to be. We thank you all for watching tonight, and I hope that someone was able to get a word from God. If you need a little bit more, Jesus, if you need some more understanding, either one of us, I know, yeah. are willing to, to have a talk with you and not just try to, like she said, pour it down your throat, but to try to help you understand what a relationship with the Lord looks like, because yeah. everything else is a lie. Anything that you've been told that the Bible doesn't say that God did not give to you, you mm -hmm. can disregard it because his word will never return to him void. It is always true. It is mm -hmm. always good. And it yeah. will always be. Everything in this world changes. But the Lord, he stays the same. So we thank you for that. And, yeah. and sister, if there's anything else you'd like to say before we get off of here, I just, I just pray to God that he continue yes. to anoint your head and let your cup run over. Because of him, we lack nothing. We shall not want. And I know that he is doing great things through your ministry. So God bless you and your and your family and your household. Yeah. And I know that one day we're going to meet face to face. But right oh, now, I'm so, blessed. <laughs> I'm so blessed to be yes. able to have this fellowship with you right now. So praise God. Thank, thank you. you, Sister Tonikia. Now, I want to thank you very much again, really, truly, because honestly, when you asked me, I was just thinking to myself that, Lord, I don't want to say no to the opportunity to make the name of Jesus great again. From the yes. my America. Yes, <laughs> yes. You understand? So that was my, that was it. I wanted to just give, take that opportunity and wherever the opportunities will come from, as long, I will not, and I promise you sit on here and debate Christ with anyone to try to prove him because I don't have to prove him. He has proven himself to me. So Amen. don't call me to tell me we want to have a debate about whether Jesus is real or not. 
Run no. over. Call me if you want to talk about Jesus. Let's talk yes. about Jesus. The yes. King of Kings is he. The great I am the way through all eternity. That's him. That's the one I want to talk about. Yes. So you can, anybody who wants to talk about Jesus, I'm open. I'm ready to talk about Jesus. The word of God is here. I don't have all of it is all of it in my heart. I wish I did, but enough is there and God will speak through his word. I just want to glorify the name of Jesus. So again, bless you, bless your ministry, bless everyone. And those of you who will come on Jesus lovers uh, testify, please share the side, tell somebody about it, put your comments, your posts, and I promise you, the only thing I will not tolerate on there is anything that is not talking about Jesus. Amen. I will delete it. If it doesn't glorify God, it gets deleted. But everything else stays, and I bless God for it because I am empowered by it. God bless you. God bless you. Stay right there. You know, tonight, before you go to bed, no matter what you see on TV, no matter what you hear going on in the world, no matter what's going to happen in the next 28 days or so when election day comes, remember yes. this. If we keep our mind fixed on Jesus, he can make all things new. Amen. And it's nothing that he can't do. Everything Amen. is possible in Christ. So we thank you. It's time that we start a new slogan. We're going to make Jesus great again. That's Amen. the only word that we need to worry about. Chew on that. And Hallelujah. always and forever remember that you were created with a purpose. God bless you and good night. Thank you good so night, much. Good night. God bless you, my love.